As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Bonjour and bienvenue dans le Daily Ding sur Athletic NBA. Je suis Dave Dufour et compagnie de Modekil pour le recap de votre jeudi soir. Coming up, the Sacre NBA went to Paris. The Celtics and Warriors needed overtime and the Raptors fell apart. But before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Mo, big night in the no, NBA. No, no, big no, no, day no, 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 in the NBA. You don't get to do the intro in French and not me comment about how one that was kind of impressive. Two, I had no idea what the hell was going on. So just you don't get to do that and then think I'm ignoring. Well, you compliment me on an intro a couple weeks ago, and now I feel the need to impress you. But big, big day in the NBA, and we will get to the Paris game. Although you know, look, uh, the French helped us gain independence and we sent them the Bulls and the Pistons. And I I don't think that that's much of an even trade, but I want to start with the finals rematch in Boston. The Golden State Warriors roll into town and Mo, for some reason, they wanted to start this game small. We had Jordan Poole starting this game for Kevon Looney and it was okay at first. You know, the, the Warriors in the first quarter, they won and it was an ugly first quarter. 26, 25, they win the first quarter. But Mo, uh, you know, I, this was a defensive battle from the start, but also both teams the entire game just missed a lot of open shots. Missed a lot of open looks, but I think this is one of those things where I think Kerr outsmarted himself here and cost the team a win. And just playing small with Poole when the Celtics were playing big with Robert Williams and Al Horford, and Horford started out really well. Like, he did a good job to start the game and I think kind of put his presence on the uh, on the team, and I think that's a big issue there. And I just think, that, I just didn't understand it, Dave. Yeah, and look, uh, we'll, we'll get to kind of the end here. The, the Celtics wind up winning in overtime, 121 to 118. The Warriors had this game, I thought, Mo, they had it in hand until the fourth, and then the, the well kind of went dry. They could not score couldn't put the ball in the basket and, and frankly the Celtics were making stops and, and the Warriors turnovers it just cost them the the game cost them the lead 
and then wound up costing them the game. It's just so funny because at one point I thought the Celtics turnovers in the fourth quarter were the ones that was going to hurt them. They had a couple of really bad ones. But just the Warriors continue to be sloppy with the ball, and I think that's something that's really frustrating when you watch them. And it's something you just... It's never going to change because we're at the tail end of this run for this team, and this is the way they've always been. It's just we have to get used to it, and that's who they are, and that's, that's the scenario that we're in. But, like, just... Two or three bad passes from Steph in particular that I think really hurt the squad. Yeah, and I, I want to dig into going small. You know, they, again, they start the game without Looney. They finish the game, Mo, without Looney. Kevon Looney in this game, he plays 20 minutes. They're plus three in those minutes. And, and look, plus minus individual game, plus minus being what it is. It is what it is. They are now 6-13 and 13 in games that Kevon Looney plays 21 minutes or less. I mean, this is like an arbitrary number that I looked up, but I wanted to look because when Kevon Looney is on the court, good things happen. Good things like offensive rebounds, which in this game, the Celtics out offensive rebounded the Warriors 18 to eight. Yeah, I mean, you're just giving up so much size when you're playing a lineup. And this is the lineup that they the lineup they started with is who they closed the game with and who they played overtime. You're giving up so much size. In, in that area that Draymond Green has to do everything. And he did a great job rebounding for the team in general with 13 rebounds in this game. But come on, man, he can't compete. I mean, their wings are so much bigger than the than most teams. Like, it's a big problem for them. And it just put them at such a disadvantage. And again, we're just going to keep devaluing Looney. Like, he's a hell of a player. They did this in the finals, and I hated it then. It made no sense in this game. Yeah, and they, again, they really cost themselves the game, I, I think. Uh, on a night where they held the Celtics to 39.8% from the field and 31.7% from three, they, they lose it. And it to me, straight up, it was about their defense playing Jordan Poole over Kevon Looney down the stretch and in overtime, and, and it cost them the game. There were some good things for the Warriors, though. I mean, I, I, Steph Curry, pretty good. Had an amazing, the most predictable half-court buzzer beater in history, it was. I, I sounded like as, as soon Ed as he got the when steal. As soon as he got the steal, it it, it it turned around. I was like, "Oh, this shot's going in." It it was a no brainer there. Yeah, and he wound up with twenty nine points plus nine for the game because that's what Steph Curry does. Clay Thompson looks great. Had twenty four points in this game. Twenty in the first half was four of eight from three. But Mo, I was most impressed by his defense on Jason Tatum. Bothered him the whole night, made him work really hard. Now, not on the glass because Tatum wound up with 19 rebounds, but held him to nine of 27 from the field. Did put him, to, you know, send him to the line a few times. But Tatum's going to get to the line. I, I thought overall, Clay looks like he's rounding into form. He's not the guy he was five years ago, of course, but he definitely looks like a more reliable piece of their defense today than he did at the start of the season. Well, none of us are the guy we were, or or ladies that we were five years ago. But more importantly, you're right on the fact that he looks like he's rounding into form. Like he looks so much more comfortable this month in January across the board, not just in this game, but on both ends of the court. You feel a lot more. He feels himself coming back, and that whole really the early start of the season, I think, is now beginning to kind of fade away. And he's he's back to being at least a much more dependable player in Clay. And I think that's something that's a positive note for the Warriors to take away from this game. Yeah, and uh, again, I do want to give Tatum credit. Okay, uh, It wasn't like he got locked down completely by Clay Thompson. He did manage to score 34 points in this game. And getting to the free throw line, that's part of his job as, as the primary guy. And he did that. 12 of 12 from the line. 
But impressive to me, Mo, 19 rebounds in this game, a career high for him. And he's not a guy who he's not a huge rebound guy, but this was a game where you could see it was it was expected of him to kind of step up a bit. Rob Williams, you know, played 27 minutes in this game, so he's not back to full strength quite yet. Doesn't quite look himself either. And Tatum was huge on the glass in this game, which was a problem for them in the finals against the same Warriors team. Yeah, and it wasn't what I like about it more is just his shot wasn't falling great, although he still put up a big number, but it wasn't like just that great offensive performance. But 17 defensive rebounds is really something. And I think that's stuff we would go nuts about for any player and to see him do it. It's it's pretty impressive in that regard. Like just being able to cool, I'm going to affect the game in different ways. And 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 I think that mattered so much for the Celtics. That's what carried them in this game. We talked about it. Just the the their effort on the boards is what took them over the top. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. In Paris. Wow, it's funny to say that. In Paris, the Bulls beat the Pistons 126-108. to Thanks to 30 points from Zach Levine. Also, the Bulls are a totally different team when they've got DeMar DeRozan. He just is so under control, and and he took control of this game late. 26 points from him, 8 of 8 from the line. Um, Look, this is a game that, again, I wish that the NBA could have sent better teams. And there's no way to predict that the Detroit Pistons are going to come into the season and be awful. Right, Mo? I mean, is this well, an attempt? Are we hoping Victor Wembanyama, who was courtside for the game, are we hoping that he's just pumped to potentially play for the Pistons next year? He's gonna be pumped to play for the Pistons next year. I don't if if that's the case, that's where they end up. But like, I think it's just one of those things you wanted to show your young talent. I think this game would be a little bit more interesting had Cade Cunningham been healthy, and I think maybe that might be a little bit more exciting on that end. But ultimately, like. These showcase games, they're very difficult to play as a team and as an organization because you're taking so much time out of your normal regular season to get this game in. It's it's kind of awkward. Yeah, it maybe uh, for the greater good of the actual NBA season, it, it is okay that it was these two teams because we don't expect much out of them the rest of the season. In Minneapolis, Mo, we had a wild one. The Minnesota Timberwolves should have lost this game. This should have been a schedule loss. No Carl yeah, Anthony Towns still. No Rudy Gobert. Second night of a back-to-back. They had a big game last night. And, Mo, 
D'Angelo Russell was the hero of this game. The Minnesota Timberwolves beat the Toronto Raptors 128-126 thanks to 16 fourth quarter points from D'Angelo Russell. He was on fire. I mean, he was one for six in the first half. I mean, excuse me, the first three quarters. And then literally just completely lights it up. Four for four from three in the uh, fourth quarter alone. Like, he goes completely nuts. I think they got a lot of great play from Anthony Edwards in terms of kickouts and finding those opportunities across the board. I mean, this was this is one of those things. If you're Toronto, this is a very bad loss. And there have been not a lot of nights we can talk about D'Angelo Russell in a positive light. And, and the Raptors need to be looking at this going like, this is a team on a second night of a back-to-back. We blew this one. Mo, the Raptors only scored seven points in the last nine minutes and 46 seconds of this game. What you know, is their not- offense? No, that was my question to you. Like, I don't know. what It'd be nice if they had an offensive structure. You know, they're coming out of timeouts, and it's just a high pick and roll into an isolation, and there's nothing going on from there. And sorry, I'm not that worried about these guys all the way in isolation. Sure, they're going to beat you on some nights. But then you're going to have a night like this where they just can't put it in the hole. They had some good looks, but ultimately, just on Nick Nurse, I think, more than just the players. He needed to put these guys in better opportunities, better places to really make plays, and he just didn't do it tonight. The Sixers won their fourth straight, beating the Portland Trailblazers in Portland 105-95. to Joel Embiid had his seventh consecutive 30-plus point game, had 32 points. He looks fantastic. I, I think the Sixers actually look pretty good. You know, their, their bench is not great, Mo. And, and of course, um, their prevent sort of offense and defense that they, you know, that they run late in games does them no favors. They almost, I don't want to say they almost blew this game. They did give up a huge lead, but that's sort of like we've become accustomed to that. But the guys that have to play for them come playoff time are playing some of the best basketball that they've been all season long. James Harden. Had another triple-double, 16 points, 14 assists, 10 rebounds. He threw a couple passes tonight, Mo, that I, I chuckled at. I mean, he had the, the one uh, behind the back uh, to split the pick and roll with Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid winds up getting called for a travel. But that pass that winds up being nothing it, it, was insane. He's so under control right now, man. It, it's it's He's doing something else. He's playing his best ball as a sixer right now, and I think that's something that's really impressive, and I think that's lifting everybody else up to another level. Embiid's been awesome all season, except for maybe the first few games when he looked really lazy and, and slow. But he's rolling since then and has gotten a great groove. I think just the whole thing about this Sixers squad is they've gotten their groove together. And I think it starts, to be honest, with Tyrese Maxey willing to come off the bench. Him being able to do that makes it easier for Doc to play with the lineups and, and stagger things and, and allow them to have more defense on the court at all times. And I think that's kind of a big thing there. And And this is a really nice opportunity for the Sixers to kind of just start stacking wins. They're tied with Milwaukee right now after this one for second place. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I really like when I look at the box score for the Sixers, Joel Embiid, 33 minutes in this game. And now it could have been a lot less if they had just held on to their big lead, but still only 33 minutes. And, and for a guy that, you know, he needs his legs come playoff time. Uh, that's pretty big. And finally in Phoenix, look, Phoenix Suns were super, super shorthanded in this game. No Chris Paul, no Devin Booker. Um, Brooklyn, obviously, no KD. Didn't really matter for the Suns. The Suns were coasting in this game. Had a huge lead 
And then Kyrie Irving did that thing that he does in fourth quarters, and he just went absolutely berserk. Winds up with 30 points, and, and the, the Nets can't complete the comeback. But, wow, was it exciting for, for the last couple minutes of that game. It was an exciting end to this game, but really, let's just be honest here. This is a bad loss for Brooklyn. I get it. They don't have Kevin Durant, but they still have a guy in Kyrie Irving that can cook the way he can. You know, Claxton had a nice game. They got most of their other pieces. When you're looking at this Suns team with no uh, Chris Paul, with no Devin Booker, this needs to be a game that you win. And I think they came out flat. for Like you said, most of this game, the Suns had control, and then it took the Brooklyn Nets to really kind of rally in the fourth quarter to make a run at this. That's not a good sign. No, not at all. And look, man, the trade deadline, and we're going to talk about this later today on Nerder She Wrote, Trade deadline's three weeks away, Mo. I, I think the Nets are a team. They need another guy, maybe two. I mean, it, look, Seth Curry is a great player. Like, I think he's a really good role player. I think his role in this team might be a little bit too much. They need another guy who can shoot and defend that has some size. They're just too small when they've got Curry and, and, and Kyrie out there. Yeah, and I think it's just it's very difficult in that instance. But it's also hard to find guys like that because there's going to be a – a ton of teams, Dave, looking for somebody that can be a wing player that can play defense and offense. So good luck with that one. Well, that's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Mo Dark Heel, I'm Dave DeFore. Mo, let's get out of here. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.